Yeah. <laughs> and hope you like this. We go. Nerd alert! Nerd! 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 What's up, my nerd devil? You are such a geek. <laughs> I specifically said no geeks. But my mom says I'm cool. I'm a nerd. <gasps> so am I. What's up, my nerd? Welcome, every nerd and geek out there. Welcome, welcome. This is I'm the Nerd. He's the Geek Podcast. Right there is Donald. What's up, nerds? How you guys doing? And they're all saying great. I'm Enrique. All right. This is the podcast that we consider uh, to be all things nerd, all things geek. Yes, the authority. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm forgetting the intros a lot lately. I know. I'm just sitting here waiting to say my parts. I'm just like, okay, well, all right. Right on. Thank you. You out game there. On. Thank, game on. Thank you guys out there and girls. Thank you for che- uh, checking us out today. Um, you can always find us on Instagram. You can. I'm the nerd. He's the geek as well as yep. uh, right wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts. That's right. Google. Google Podcasts. Google. Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, oh, on, on Spotify, I feel like it sounds a lot better. But that's, I do too. That's that's my preferred method of listening to podcasts. But um, as well as Anchor.fm, which is the the uh, platform we use to release these podcasts, these, yeah. these uh, nuggets of pop culture gold. I would say this is a uh, a, a very strong C plus podcast. There you go. That's fair. Very strong. We have really good days. We have really bad days. We have really bad days. But uh, we do it because we enjoy it. You know, I I think we can get to the playoffs. We're just, we're not going to the championship. That's what I think. Yeah, I think so. Is that fair? I like like that analogy because I I feel like I can resonate as a Mariner. We're contenders, but we're never going to get to the championship. Yeah, yeah, as a Mariner fan, I I think we're we're just par with how the the Mariners play every year. Because I'm a Mariners fan and we suck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, terrific. <laughs> okay, terrific. I just hope I hope an extra large fits you because that's all I'm saying. Anyway, it will. Speaking of Mariner fan, okay, it will. Trust me. So, what's going on, Donald? How you doing? How's your week? What was up? I am doing. I'm doing great. A lot of things happening this week with the uh, the nerd and geek culture. Indeed. One thing in particular. Which was really cool, uh, and I hear it was uh, kind of a mistake too. But uh, that Spider-Man No Way Home trailer finally dropped. It, it yes, it did. I mean, I'm gonna call it a trailer, even though I said it was a teaser. But it was it was like two and a half minutes. So to me, a teaser is like forty seconds, maybe. That, yeah, I, that's what I thought yeah. too. It was like two and a half minutes. I'm like, that's basically a trailer. <laughs> Where did they uh, come up with these uh, these? Uh, uh, time frames considered to be teasers and not teasers because yeah i remember teasers were brief if anything they didn't even show anything really yeah i, I just figured it'd be a teaser is just kind of like you know maybe i don't know like i said they show 30 seconds of something and you're just like what and then it go cuts off real quick you're like oh yeah i got teased yeah. but this they showed a lot we got well let's just get into it we got a we got dr octopus Doc Ock, yeah. uh, you know we got dr strange showing that he's gonna mess up the timeline and make people forget that peter parker was uh you know the little doozy that um mysterious yeah left on the last one so yeah there, a lot of things happening there's a lot of things that were unraveling in this and, and and you know what it's funny is there's no way to to tell how this story goes in my opinion because you you said dr strange so let's let's start there yeah, Doctor, exactly. Doctor Strange, no pun intended, looked very or acted very strange to very, me. Very strange, yes. Like you know, he, he tells them like just the way uh, Wong Wong tells them, you know, don't do this. You know, it's too dangerous. He's like, yeah, whatever, I'm gonna do it anyways. Like that doesn't seem very Doctor Strange to me. Yeah, like that kind of cocky. Like, at, like I'm like something, something's not right here, guys. Is this a Doctor Strange from another universe? Uh, I was gonna go that route. A variant. That's what yes, I was gonna yes. Say. Okay. A variant. Yes. Okay. So possibly, possibly, possibly. Now, I know how much we both enjoyed WandaVision. There was always talk of the possibility of Mephisto. Right. Now, hear me out. 
Now, they're going to go to the one. Are you doing? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Are you doing the one more day storyline? Uh, yes, I'm going. I'm going the one more All day right. storyline. So okay. it seems as if that is the case. But again, not a good book. <laughs> uh, that's what I've heard. It's not. It's not I heard, a good book, but maybe taking the parts that are bad about it and taking it out and just leaving the one kind of cool part was like, oh, you know, let's reverse Peter's everybody knowing Peter's identity. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like that that's kind of cool. And not reversing like someone's death or, you know, something like that. Yeah, so but, the, that that reference of one more day the that uh that series, it was like it was a four part series, right? They yeah. they uh yeah, a lot of people I was hearing was like that's what it seems like and that's what it potentially can be. Like we said, like uh, Mephisto has been mentioned in in WandaVision, like we like we mentioned too. Right, so, right. So, I mean, Mephisto's coming, but really, he might not be coming. <laughs> Probably not coming. But I, the Easter egg I always like too, or then when they show the shot of they showed half, they showed Peter Parker's face, and then the other half was Spider Man. Yeah, like, several. and I call that an Easter egg because that's how they used to always draw, like especially like uh, Steve Ditko and stuff, the older artists, John Romita. Uh, they'd always draw that that. That's the way they draw him in certain panels. Like he'd be like half Peter, half Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know and when he's like thinking and changing or whatever. In the very, uh, the very start of the trailer too, I think there's they play they pay homage to one of those artists. I can't remember which one, but the spray painting. Uh, Steve Ditko. Is it Ditko? Yeah, okay. Steve Ditko. Yeah. yeah, it's Ditko. Yeah, it's it really like, cool. Okay, I was like that. All right. Yeah, it's really cool. Um. Yeah, we get we get we get hints of uh, Green Goblin. You get the hint. Yeah, you hear the voice. That was really cool. That was enough. Just hearing the voice and the little bomb was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of other people said that there was the lizard, which I maybe didn't catch, and I went to go I back. didn't catch that either. So I've heard that, but I was like, I wasn't going to say it because I didn't catch it, so I didn't see any lizard. But I yeah, I hear I, it's there, so that's cool. Apparently, <laughs> it, you know, I'm down. <laughs> I didn't see it, and I went back to see what they were talking about, but I feel that was kind of a stretch. It may be. But it, it, was, it was literally half a second of yeah. Peter looking in the distance and then someone coming behind him in the mirror or some sort of Right. I think the something. clear cut one was the, you know, Green Goblin. That was pretty clear cut. You get the voice, you get the little bomb. Like, it's like, okay, that was, if it's, if it's not that, then it's very misleading. Mm-hmm. And but, um, they had, you know, be- several what looked like uh, sandstorms and lightning. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Those are very clear too. The lightning and the sandstorm. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, but in, in in my real focus, this whole thing was just Doctor Strange looks looks to be somewhat of a bad guy in this. It possibly, yes, I agree. Which is why I I, I suggest why you know variant maybe Mephisto. I mean, what maybe what what is what is the plot? And and I'm glad I. Don't know exactly because they could have just easily cut, you know, bits and pieces of the entire movie to make it look the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, for example, what I mean by that is the very end, oh, you, yeah. you see Doc Ock, which is Alfred Molina. He says, Hello. oh, that was so cool. Hello. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. But does he know that? And then the, the next the next clip is is Tom Holland, Spider-Man. But is he talking to him? Right, yeah, he could be. That's what. That's the next thing I was gonna bring up. Is he talking to freaking Tobey Maguire, which would be so cool. Yes. Like, is that was this the scene where maybe like all the Spider Mans are linked up together and like they're gonna fight all these different villains from different universes? Like maybe there is Electro from the Andrew Garfield one, and maybe there's Doc Doctor Octopus from Tobey Maguire, and that's it would be so cool. You know what? And and the fact that we have these villains from past Spider Man, yeah, movies, Spider Verse, yeah. Exactly. Um, this the other thing I heard heard too, which I feel maybe kind of a stretch is that that very last scene towards before yeah. we see Doc Ock and we see Tom Holland Spider Man, um, just uh, looking into a car or looking away from a a car of some mm-hmm. sort and a lady. She looked Hispanic. She looked black. I couldn't really tell, but right. uh, people are suggesting that could be uh, Miles Morales's mom. No, I was I was gonna bring that up with my. I was going to bring that up and then say, you know what a cool little Easter egg would be for like how they always do that in the credit scenes? Just a little thing towards maybe like planting a seed for Miles Morales would be really cool. Yes. Now here's, really- on, 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 here's something interesting too, and, and maybe maybe we can discuss in, in detail if we can. Uh, they push back Venom. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering why. Because now there's it's, always been rumors that Venom might there has there might be crossover. Tom Holland either might be 
in the Venom movie. Tom Hardy might be in the Spider-Man movie. So there's rumors, but there's nothing concrete. Right. Uh, I'm, so I'm, either one, one has to come out first before the other, if, if that is to be, you know, so it doesn't give it away. I, I, yeah. I, I'm just, I totally, you know what? In all honesty, after they mentioned that they pushed it back, I totally forgot about Venom again. Like I forgot yeah. about it. So Spider-Man's supposed to come out in December, then uh, No Way Home. So apparently Venom's not coming out until early 2022. Right. So I kind of feel like they'd go back just to see, like, let's see if we can sync this up, or if if indeed, yeah, maybe. if indeed Possibly. they're gonna cross over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think would be cool. I mean, Sony is kind of doing the villains. You know what I mean? Because they do have a the the living vampire. Why can't I even think of his name? Um. um Mobius, no. Yeah, Mobius, no. and then they also have uh, Craven the Hunt, Hunter slated to film, or you know, gonna make movies. So they're doing the villains, so that's kind of cool. Did they got that? Venom? They got Carnage. They're yeah, they're then potentially setting up the Sinister Six too, right? Yes, yeah. So I mean, it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, so the crossover could be really cool. I said Mobius, but is it Morbius? It's Morbius. Morbius, I think. Yeah, yes. I get all mixed mixed up, but yeah. And that's another that's another movie. I'm like. Well, I forgot about that because forgot about that. Kind of looked interesting, mildly, but I'm ready for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Some so, of these, the wait has been good because I get when I first saw, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm like, kind of stars for movies. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's go see more. Yeah, and uh, going back really quick to the to the Spider-Man trailer, it's uh, it broke new records. It's one of the it it surpassed uh, yeah Endgame when it came to views, like over. Isn't that crazy? I don't know, man. I mean, it's the I feel. And I don't know if how you feel, but I feel it's the most, the only one I've anticipated this whole time since the end of Oh, me too. You know what I mean? I love, well, I mean, for me, there's certain Marvel characters that I get excited for. Like, Spider-Man's one of them, the X-Men are one of them, Daredevil, Moon Knight, but, you know, I'm not a big Captain America guy or Iron Man, Thor, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man's cool. It's always been cool. What about, and this was another thing, which I kind of can't see, but... Again, this is all just hearsay. Um, the potential of, uh, I think his name is Charlie Cox, right? The dare, daredevil that plays. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking that should just happen. Like that needs to happen. That'd be awesome if he was just daredevil in this in in, in this this next movie because it would be really cool. Uh, it, it's just so I'm overwhelmed, man. I can't I can't yeah. express it. <laughs> can't express how much I'm overwhelmed with excitement. I know. I think we're going to get something good. It looks good. There could be some misdirection, like you said, and I do kind of expect that, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah. And there's no way of knowing really what uh, what's going on. Nothing's really spoiled. Nothing's spoiled, but it gives you something to talk about. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Right on. So we agree with all this, right? We're, we're good. Yeah, I, I think good. so. We love it. We're going to, yeah. We're going to see it. I'm going to see it. Whip, whip, whip. Um, oh, yeah. So we got uh, other stuff we want to talk to you guys about today is uh, of course. Titans, of course. Episode, oh, yeah. uh, episode five. five. Moving along. Lazarus. Ooh, that kind of gives it away. The Lazarus pit. <laughs> um, as well as we have a new segment, which we could, uh, we want to do that now, or do you want to do the game first? So we have a little game we could play, Don. Let's play a little game. That's fine. Game on! Game on! Game on! All right, so before we, right. before we we started, um, I met I asked Donald if he was familiar with uh, something called chip tune music, and I've never heard of it. I and I stumbled across it, and you know I went down the rabbit hole, and I found something that the uh, someone out there put out um, the '80s compilation of chip tune music. So I figured uh, if Donald wanted to play a game, which he said he he's willing to play, um, this is all I'm always eighties. I'm always down a clown. Eighties music in the style of chip tune. So all you got to do, Donald, really, and for you out there that's listening, just follow along. Just uh, tell me what song it is. I can do that. All right, real simple. These are I can try. these are songs <laughs> that uh, we've all heard. Uh, but let's start with this one. Are you ready, Donald? I'm ready. Shoot. Uh, all right. Stand there. 
no friends of mine he said <laughs> we can dance if you want to we can leave your trouble behind because your friends don't dance and if they don't dance and they're no friends of mine what say you we can dance we can dance safety dance right that is correct all right good job all right let's see next one this one might be a little difficult but i know you heard it okay you might might have to let it play a little little longer all right here we okay. go This is so crazy. I actually know what this is. Hold on. I knew, you know what? I knew what it was way before that, too. Oh, did you? Freaking, yeah. And the Dove's Cry Prince? That is correct. That's right. I, uh, yeah, when it first did the, like the first time it played, I was like, what is that? I know that. <laughs> and then you had to replay it. I was like, oh, okay. And then I got it. All right. Good job. It's Two- Prince. Come on, man. You know how big... I don't know if you know how big a Prince fan is. Yes, I, I, I remember. I remember okay. you told me. And you told me some very interesting uh, history is that he opened for uh, the Rolling Stones? No. Yeah. Did he, right? He did. And got booed. Yeah. The good sign that you were dealing with a good artist. All right. Next one. Ready? <laughs> Rock me Amadeus? <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Amadeus. Yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, this is the only other thing I'm good at is like music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we did that one. Let's see this one. I actually haven't even heard this one. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. Maybe I don't know this one. Oh, that's too easy. I know that one. Why is it not coming to me though? Oh my god, I can even hum it like a word, but I don't know who, what song this is. Like, I can't name the title of it. What? Come on. Is it Michael Jackson? It is. Right, yeah, that's what I thought when I was like, what's, what's, and I can see it. See what? A pretty young thing. <laughs> right? That is correct. That's right. See what? I was like, why can't I think of the word? I'm seeing the words and I couldn't think of the name. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Most of these, I think, are Michael Jackson, so uh, you should be. Oh, okay. All right, let's see. One, let's give you two, two more. Two more? Okay. I didn't know. Is anyone oh. bored out there? Ooh. <laughs> Two more. Well, that's just too damn bad. <laughs> Thriller? <laughs> it's too easy. That Thriller. is correct. That's just too easy. Yeah. All right. Last one. Okay. I actually didn't know that this was an 80s song. It could have came okay. out in 89, but let's see. Didn't know okay. what it was. Baby, don't leave me. How do we? Hold on, uh, Whatever that song's called. Sorry, it started playing a damn ad. <laughs> All right, well, I got it right, so. Don't hurt me no more. You know what song it is. What'd you say it was? The yeah, title? well, the artist is Hadaway, but. It is Hadaway. Uh, don't hurt me, I guess. It's called What is Love, but I'll give it. But what is Love, they go. What is that love? is correct. Don't hurt me no more. I was uh, just. Highly, very entertained by this, so I thought, uh, let's just bring it to the to the podcast. Maybe Donald will have a kick out. Yeah, and it's cool because it. it's kind of nerd music, kind of geek culture. You know, taking that little eight bit sound, classic video games, and turning it into music is kind of cool. I think. Yeah, just a little quick game. Good um, job, Donald. You know, another. There's um. To go along with the theme, just because I'll share some knowledge, there is a hardcore band, or I don't know if people get upset using terms, but it's a heavy-sounding band. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're very heavy. And they're called the Oakley Dokleys. <laughs> That's and right. You mentioned it to me. They all dress up like Ned Flanders and have, like, songs like White Wine Spritzer and, like, things like that. And, like, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Check that out. Yeah, why not? The Oakley Dokleys. All right. Let's see. Where are we going next? Oh, yeah. We got a new segment. Oh, 
So the last time we talked, uh, Donald and I, and I'm not too sure if we actually mentioned it on the podcast. Maybe we did. But Donald has a, uh, a little thing he wanted to do where he brings to everyone out there some attention to things that are out there to read. Yeah, why not? We figured this would be a perfect opportunity to bring some new uh, information for anybody out there that likes reading comic books or books in general. Because, um, you know, we kind of yeah. revolve around that on this podcast. Yeah. So um, we just, uh, I put something together. Donald agreed. He, he, liked, the, he liked the theme song. Uh, We're going to appropriately call this Donald's Reading Corner. All right. And now it's time for Donald's Reading Corner. Can you read, my son? Well, that depends. Can you go f*** yourself? All right, Donald. <laughs> All right. What what are we looking at? What are we checking out? What is it that you're reading that you feel like everybody else should check out? Um, I'm excited. Go ahead, Donald. Okay, cool. So basically, uh, it's a book I've already read. And what I decided to do is kind of just um, maybe shine some light on some books that I feel can maybe get you into comics. That's kind of what I was thinking about. If right. you Maybe you're listening to this because... You watch the Marvel shows or the DC shows or the DC movies or the Marvel movies or just you like Star Wars and you're just like, man, there's so many comics. I'd like to start reading comics. And these are just some suggestions that you could pick them up. They're a contained story and you can enjoy Sweet. or get mad and be like, God, that Donald's stupid. <laughs> one or the other. So this is one of the books, uh, one of my one of my one of the writers I liked. And I want to do his first, his first thing that really got me into reading his stuff and it was called um we can never go home but then i decided i actually like his other book a lot better and we're gonna do that instead. all right so the name of the book is four kids walk into a bank it's published by black mask and it's written by matthew rosenberg and illustrated by tyler boss and uh it's a it's a um, how can i put it it's a dark comedy coming of age story per se okay and uh if i had to compare it to something well I think the back of the book does the best, and it um, says, uh, imagine if Tarantino does Goonies, and it's excellent. <laughs> oh, okay. And that was by Karen Gillian, the writer of Wicked and Divine. Another one, it's a, it's a mashup of Wes Anderson-style whimsy and Reservoir Dogs that you never knew you needed. And, um, yeah, so I'll kind of get into it without, I don't want to, this will be a review without spoilers, so... Okay, cool. I really want people to read it. I don't want them to get spoiled. So pretty much, like I said, it is a coming-of-age story. And it's about four kids that are going to do something for their 11, 12 years old. Really shouldn't be doing, but oh. they're going to do it anyway because of the circumstance that they're they, they're put into. And it revolves around Paige, Berger, Stretch, and Walter. And Paige is kind of, she's, uh, she's the leader. Berger is kind of like the misfit. He's very annoying. He gets on everybody's nerves. Uh, Stretch, he's kind of like, he's just happy-go-lucky, he's a real tall kid, and he's obviously, or they actually say he's the tallest one in um, seventh grade, and uh, Walter, he's just really quiet and reserved, even when he talks, like the little, um, thought, uh, what are they called, caption bubbles, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them, yeah, they're typed really small, like, I can't even see them, like, I'm like, good lord, that's the only thing, it doesn't stop, because it's kind of cool, kind of automatically makes you read in real timid voice kind of like that one girl. yeah yeah like the one like it's from... really cool so every time he talks that's, that's what it is and he's always like way in the background like this total madness can be going he's like well what's going what's going guys? <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny matthew rosenberg has a really funny sense of humor like i said it's kind of dark though um so let's get into it so these four kids are normal kids when you when we meet them and i don't want to give it away they're playing a game they're playing dungeons and dragons and the way it's done is it's written like this is going to be a fantasy book, but all of a sudden you realize these kids are playing um, Dungeons and Dragons, which is kind of cool, right? Right? Because it's very different from, like I said, the first thing I read was "We Can Never Go Home," and that's a like this. It's kind of like a gritty coming of age story, and um, so I'm like, this is different for for him. But then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're playing a game. So, anyways, that that was kind of cool, um, and so that sets that in motion. Um, you meet the kids, they kind of explain them, you know, explain, you meet the characters, and all of a sudden, they're greeted by four guys. And these four guys are, you can tell, they're, they explain these four guys. And the way they do it is really cool. They do it in, like, a Dungeons & Dragons kind of way. They show each character, and they're like, they say what they are, like, this, like, oh, this guy's a Nazi, plus four, fascism. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, this guy's the leader, plus six, 
you're not so bright <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. And then, um, yeah, they end up having to do something for these four guys because there's something that's making them do it that I don't want to give away. Okay. And it's, you know, um, they're actually become bank robbers. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. And, um, yeah, it's just I don't want to give the why they have to do it. So each chapter that ends, it kind of ends on, like, a cliffhanger, which is really cool. And then each chapter that begins, begins with them playing a different game and talking about what they're going to be having to do. Uh, so they're things playing. Things I take away them. Yeah, yeah. So, so it starts off, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And the next, I think, chapter, they're playing a video game. Then after that, they're, like, racing cars with, like, RV cars, uh, uh, radio control cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and different things like that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So the things I like about it, uh, I think Burger's really funny. I think he's annoying. Like, I hate that kid, but, like, he's funny. Uh, Walter's really funny. His quiet reservedness. Uh, Paige is a really cool main character. She's uh, pretty tough. That's kind of cool. Um, like, she's able to stand up to these, um, you know, grown men that are professional bank robbers. Okay. And that's kind of cool. Um yeah, it takes you down. It's real funny. The The paneling is really cool. Like, the way they tell the story is really cool. Like, the panels are really um, interesting and kind of creative, I think. Like, you know, because the art, it's nothing like, oh, my God, like Jim Lee style or, you know, Tony Daniel or something like that. But it's, it's it, hey, Tyler Boss definitely has his own style, but it just works for the story so well. And the way the paneling is, it's really cool. And, um, yeah, I would say the story goes from funny to really kind of tense to kind of mystery to at the end, like how the hell did we end up here? <laughs> like what happened? Like that was a, that was a big jump. Like, but you know, kind of like, a, I guess that's why we would compare it to Tarantino. Cause this is kind of like, Whoa, that was crazy. <laughs> like, how do we get here? That was quick. So it's kind of like a jump around thing with Tarantino, like the style. Yeah. 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 Kind of like that. And okay. It's, it's really good. But like I said, it is a coming of age story. It's funny. Like the Goonies or, you know, maybe stranger things. But without the aliens, more think more noir crime, you know, bank robbery. Okay. But uh, yeah, really good. I don't know. I give it a lot of a lot a lot of praise. I think most people that pick it up, you'll realize it's not just comics. Don't have to be for superheroes. It's really interesting. I heard rumors they might make this into a movie. Oh, okay. So I I don't have any confirmation. But I did hear rumors, and I think it works really well for a movie. I don't think it'd be a good TV show. Uh, just like I said, it's just a one book. So I think it'd be really good. So uh, you're, you're, is this? You could, you know, what to help me out. Just uh, if you have any questions, I can answer. Okay. So I was gonna say, yeah, this, this, you said in the beginning, is this a a, a comic or is it actually like a a book? Like, I would call this. This is what I call a quintessential graphic novel. Okay. So it was released in comic, obviously floppies. Um, that's what I call them. It was released in five issues. Okay. And then they collected it into this graphic novel. But once you get this graphic novel, it is a self-contained story. You can start from – and that's the kind of books I wanted to do for this segment. It's just things someone who's never read comics, they don't have to collect a bunch of things. They can pick one book, read it, and be like, have a story. Yeah, you're you're very much an advocate for, for those types of uh, stories and, and books because – you you you've led me to to seek out books like the entire run in one in one. Uh, in yeah, one I volume. think it's a good way. I really do think it's a good way. So we can you know maybe touch on this since it's the first time we're doing this. I believe if you want to get into comics, the best thing you do is look at the trade paperbacks, the graphic novels, right. and just kind of you know this is a good start. I think four kids walking the bank is a good one to pick up, and you can kind of see like hey, this has no superheroes. It's got crime. It's got you know a coming of age story. It's got four kids. It's got four bad guys. It's got a twist. It's got, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. So it's kind of cool. Sweet. It's got Nazis. <laughs> Nazis. Yeah, they got Nazis. They got all kinds of things. Um, you know, it. Uh, like I said, these four guys just show up while they're playing a game one day, and then kind of turns their life upside down. These four like just kind of nerd geeks coming of age and playing Dungeons Dragons arcades and. You know, talking shit and just being twelve year olds, and then all of a sudden have to be thrown into this world. So it's kind of cool. So would you would you say that this uh, this type of uh, material to read is is uh, um, above is it age appropriate or is it like more mature kind of? Uh... Uh, it depends on. I think if you're thirteen, you can read it. Okay. If you're the age of these kids, you can read it. There's nothing too crazy. I mean, there's some language, but I think if you're thirteen again, thirteen, you're probably saying these words. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was. 
Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, is there's nothing like, I don't think there's any themes that uh, a 13 year old wouldn't be able to grasp. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a young adult, I guess you could say, but geared towards for adults. Okay. That's a, yeah. So really, really, really suggest four kids walk into a bank by Matthew Rosenberg. Um, if you do like this, uh, I'll give you some, uh, like I said, he wrote, we can never go home again. And I bring this up cause uh, he is releasing and I don't know the name of it. There's something coming out on image comics that he's doing his own creator own stuff coming out in November, mm-hmm. which has made me want to do one of his books. So if you do like this, if you read this, he's got something completely new that you can now really start collecting comics. You can go in on Wednesday when it comes out in November, get the first issue, read it. You like it, then go in December, get the second issue, read the next, you know, and you could start your collection that way and get your jumping on point. If you read this and you don't like it, well, then next week I'll have a new book you can maybe check out. (laughs) Right on. So four kids walk into a bank. Yeah, four kids walk into a bank. Uh, Like I said, kind of funny, kind of dark comedy. If you're, you know, don't think funny like uh, Adam Sandler funny, but it's, it's, it's a little dark. Um. Four kids are coming of age. They're like I said, they're just your basic nerd Stranger Things type of. Uh, takes place in the eighties as well. Cool. Uh, kind of, yeah. Kind of uh, those type of nerds. Those type of kids. It's those type of kids, and all of a sudden, they these four guys, these four bad guys. You know, they're bank robbers. They come into their life, and they gotta start robbing banks for them. And the reason you gotta kind of read because that's the kind of twist. So, yeah, just the way you. I'm glad you're 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 not spoiling it entirely because yeah, because that, that... I was gonna. I was like, because here's the thing, guys. It'll get better as we go. I don't know how to do a review without saying, like, well, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Because I was looking at my page right here. I'm like, I'm just basically explaining the whole movie, or not movie, the whole (laughs) book and giving it away. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Because then it's like, well, why should I read this? I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you should read it. It's a good book. There you go, guys. You know, you're bored on a Sunday morning. It's It's a good little read. It's, you know, comedies books don't take too long you know they're not super long kind of cool well there you go thank you donald that's a yeah hell of uh information for a new book to read yeah check it out four kids walk into a bank if you haven't read it go check it out if you haven't read it check it out and if you like it like i said he does have and i wish i had the name of it maybe enrique has the computer out uh matthew rosenberg's new comic in november let's see matthew comics Matthew Rosen. Oh, I know what it's called. The Furthest Place from Here. Uh, is it? Uh, oh, Math- oh, no. That's a lawyer. <laughs> uh, so and if, you, and if you like, if you do like it and you like superheroes, well, he's written Multiple Man. He's written X-Men. He's written uh, Kingpin. He's written Punisher, which was my favorite of what he did out of, out of all of Marvel. Uh, Punisher was really good. Do you know how you spell his last name? Rosenberg, I would assume. I got the book right in front of me. Let's see. Berg. There you go. R- Rosen, R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G. Yeah, there you go. That, for some yeah, reason. So, was- but uh, yeah, the book's called, that's coming out in November, is um, The Furthest Place from Here, I believe, or something like that. And that's with uh, Marvel? No, that's his own creator. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to do more creator-owned stuff so people can see uh, these guys that write Batman, that write punisher they're right you know they do their own stuff and it's really good like to me i'm sometimes it's better than the, the superhero stuff because the superhero stuff is cool but it's like i like these original stories that you're like oh these you know it's kind of cool right on yeah, but man. yeah so um and i'll say his next creator own thing that's coming out on image is uh, i think i believe it's called uh the furthest place from here and it does he got they got some really cool like i don't know what they want to call them freebies not freebies but like promos that are coming with it like it comes with a vinyl mm-hmm. uh with the i think the first issue so it's really cool of like the music that's gonna i guess that's gonna accompany the uh the book wow i'm looking it up and he's got quite of uh quite a catalog yeah so um and the really cool what i should say i like about uh matthew rosenberg's writing especially his creator own stuff He's really into punk rock. He's really into um, early punk rock, hardcore, and, like, that's kind of my wheelhouse. So especially, like, We Can Never Go Home Again, that book, and Four Kids Walking the Bank, there's a lot of references to that type of music. Um, the the road trip of We Can Never Go Home, they're playing a, a, 
a mixtape and it's got you know they show what's on it and it's like all the stuff i like listening to so that's really cool like the they're in a pizza ria in four kids walking the bank and the guy has an ssd shirt on hmm. i thought that's kind of cool yeah, that's awesome yeah i actually met matthew rosenberg and he signed my we can never go home again graphic novel and I had a Converse shirt on. He's like, I just saw them with rival with rival schools, and I was like, What? That's cool. <laughs> cool. So we started so, talking about music. So, yeah, so that's really cool. Right on. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Don. Thank you for uh, yeah. bringing something a little different to the to the podcast today. Should I, should I say what's up next for next week? Yeah, we yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So next week we're going to talk about Donny Cates's breakthrough into the industry. I would call it. His book called God Country, because I think that's another one people can uh, get into comics with. Yeah, right on. Good stuff. Sounds good. Good stuff. All right. right. Sounds good. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Um, So what do you say, since we're we're here and we're still talking about stories, why don't we transition Uh like normally to some Titans? What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. I love that intro. I really do. It's pretty sick, huh? It just works. I, I like it. I think it especially works because it gets you all excited at the very beginning of each episode. Yeah, because each episode starts kind of like, ooh, gives you a little tease, and it goes, dah, dah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> all right, so as we mentioned, season three, episode five, Lazarus. Yes. So where do we start? I mean... I guess uh, the one prediction I had that like he was creating anti fear gas is correct. Yes, you were. So that was good, and uh, I guess it's instead of. Um, I guess you want to like, uh, yeah, we're well, just spoilers, right? Spoilers, yes. Thank you, yeah, big fat spoilers. Spoilers. Yes. spoilers. Um, they they did go the Lazarus pit with um, bringing back Jason, mm-hmm. but no sign of Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> just uh, it was the Scarecrow that brings him back, technically, right? Yeah. So. We, we we get into that. Uh, so there's uh, this confirms, um, I guess, my thoughts about not not thinking that Crane was kind of uh, the brains of the operation. So this right. this little clip confirms uh, that uh, everything that I thought was wrong. Fuck up, Snowflake. We looted our Uber dudes. Now it's time to boogie. Did you even see what happened back there? Well, the part where we skirted catastrophe and emerged victorious, I did. Bully for us. <laughs> Et voila. We barely made it out of there. Oh, details. We won, Nightwing lost. You don't know him. He won't stop, not after Hawk. Hawk? Who's Hawk? All right, the big fellow. <laughs> the bomb. It's hard to keep you guys straight. <laughs> so many of you are birds. Dick knows everything now, okay? We're fucked. Hey. You need to make me believe you have a fucking plan. You need to stop being afraid yeah, of Yeah, Chris. I'm not afraid <laughs> of him. Of course you are. Hold on to that. Yeah, see, you I, I kind of was, just based on what we know of Jason Todd in the last season, like, I kind of was hoping that he was just on his own. Like, maybe did Scarecrow, if Scarecrow did actually help push right. him, I thought yeah, he would, push. yeah, branch out and be like, okay, I'm, I'm. I can do this on my own, but it's obvious that Jason Todd is still Jason Todd in this, in this series. So, right. Um, but yeah, we can, it's confirmed. Like, yeah, it was all part of the plan. And, and from there we kind of learned how it went like three months back. Right. That's how we, right, right, right. Yeah. How we find out, uh, well, how the, how the it events, all the that kind of led up to it. Yes. Yes. You yes. know, the, the fallout with Batman, um, Batman kind of recognizing that Jason maybe isn't the right person which is which is that part i i agree with because that's kind of the whole point of jason todd he's just not the right person to be robin like he never was like he doesn't have the i guess you want to say attitude or temperament like for it but you but you you as a dc character and as a as a batman character you like jason todd as as robin i love jason todd because i I like jason i don't like jason todd as robin but him as red hood like it it just makes sense it's like yeah you know he was never supposed to be robin He, he works as red hood you know Right, because he never did listen to Batman. He was a pain in the ass. He's a smart ass. He, you know, he doesn't listen. So, you know, yeah, it kind of works. Like, yeah, you would be the Red Hood. So there's, like I said, we go back three months, and then we 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 see all the things that uh, led up to 
pretty much the death of Jason Todd, which was um, Bat or Bruce Wayne suggests he sees a a, a psychiatrist. Right, right, right. And, and in the and in the uh, uh, background of this as well, like Jason Todd kind of does his own private detective work with an old friend from the street, and right. um, comes uh, gets his ass beat pretty much during the day by some rando random. I can kind of tell just just by the fact that that happens that he's like completely embarrassed. Like, with, yeah, that should well because it shouldn't happen. That guy's kind of a nobody. That shouldn't they shouldn't be able to beat up a Robin that easy. I, I little by little, I'm just seeing like Jason Todd. You're right. You, it, he's not supposed to be Robin. Like it just yeah, he's he's not supposed to be like Tim Drake's Robin. Dick Grayson is Robin. You know, Damian Wayne is annoying, but he's Robin. But <laughs> Jason Todd just never fit. So then, why 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 suggest or why why did even this happen? How how did I mean, going back, I guess to your to the your knowledge of of what yeah. what this is. Why why did Bat Batman choose Jason Todd at this point? Then uh, he was uh, like that is true. He was uh, kind of a a runaway orphan, whatever you want to call it, kind of runaway from home. He uh, there's a couple there's there's two different stories of Jason Todd, and then the one I guess you could use the one after Crisis is which everybody uses because that's canon mm-hmm. where you know when everything changed after the timeline kind of changed. So he found Jason Todd of all people. Stealing his hubcaps from the Batmobile, so kids got spunk. You know what I mean? Kids, yeah. Kids, like, who, who's gonna steal the hubcaps? And he caught him and took him in and decided this kid could be a good Robin. You know, because he's got balls enough to steal from the Batman. Like, you know. Right, right, right. He's got brave. He's got some. He's got some bravery. But he just his whole time as Robin just never listened. Always wanted to do what Batman didn't tell him to do. Kind of, you know, and just. It's what got him killed, you know. So Even you think- in the comics, it's what got him killed. He, you know, he went where he wasn't supposed to go. Got, got tricked by the Joker. So is this to yeah. you um, uh, a good, uh, a good, pro- uh, what's the word I was looking for? Uh, a good portrayal of of uh, J- uh, Jason Todd. I uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not conjure. I, I wish the actor was bigger because Jason Todd's uh, Red Hood's big. Okay, you know, he's bigger than you know. He, yeah, and he looks like he's a little smaller than Dick Grayson. Um, so it's kind of weird. Like I would like him to be a lot bigger, but that's splitting hairs, I guess. You know who cares? Yeah. And, but yeah, just the whininess of him is kind of Jason Todd, and you know he didn't die the same way as in the comics, but still the same way. He was still tricked by the Joker, and per se, in a way, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. maybe the Joker didn't mean to trick him, but he still tricked him and he still killed him. He was still somewhere he shouldn't have been. Right. So yeah. we go back to, uh, in those three months before uh, his death by the Joker is. Um, uh, Bruce picks him up from his little uh, therapy sessions that he's right. having. So he he takes him to a place and he kind of drops this uh, bombshell on him, which uh, Jason Todd isn't uh, quite happy with. Aren't you happy about? Yeah. This is where your parents died. I was standing right where you are. Feel the intensity. Everything that made sense left my life in one moment. Let me finish. Everything I've done is to help you, son. I know. What I brought you into, Robin, is tearing you apart. It wasn't fair of me to push you. You didn't push me. I needed this. The city does things to us. We can take the worst parts of ourselves and put them in control. Sometimes I think it's alive, like it has a will. And it wants us to destroy ourselves. I've lost too many people to Gotham. I won't lose you. You won't. You can't make that promise, but I can keep it. I don't want you to be Robin. That's gonna hurt. You talk to Leslie. I didn't speak to her. This is my decision alone. Bullshit. 
Hey, what did she tell you, that I'm a fucking you metal are. case? She didn't tell me anything. This has nothing to do with your psychological condition. Just here. I did exactly what you asked me to do. I went to Leslie. I talked to her. She's helping me out. Please don't take this away from me. You don't need to wear a costume to be my son. Yeah, so now it's going more of, um, I'm, I kind of, that's what made me like this episode. It's going more of like the really shaping, yes, Scarecrow maybe gave him the push, but yeah, it was Batman's not being able to connect to him, I guess, right, where Jason Todd just feels like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not exactly like the comic, but it's kind of like, you know, it's just like, I'm the right hook because you, you know, like, you won't let me be Robin. I'm, I'm pissed, like, you know. Mm-hmm. This, this, this I'm gonna do things my way now. While watching this scene, um, he he mentions Bruce. That is, he mentions that the Gotham is 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 like an old is its own entity. And you once described as Gotham as like this is a place of like just it. It, it truly is its own entity. It has yeah. It's it's its own character. Gotham is a character in itself. Yes, and and the way he was describing you know what the city does to a person and and what it can do to a person. I, I, I truly sympathize with, with Bruce here, but at the same time, it's just like Jason Todd just says it himself. Like I need this. Like I, I, I can't be anybody else. He feels like he was born to be like a badass, and in his yeah. eyes, Robin is a badass. Yeah. Which is, and, and I see it. Like I, I, even in his, his tone, he's like, um, I need this. Don't take this away from me. It's it's right, right. it's just how you describe how you say that Jason Todd is like very like yeah. one way, very whiny and and you know don't do this to me. And... The difference is Batman needs soldiers. I would say, and Dick Grayson is a soldier. Mm-hmm. Tim Drake's a soldier. They all do what they're told. Where Jason Todd is kind of a I guess a, a badass, but whiny. Like he wants like if he sees a criminal, it's like Batman's like okay, well. Let me tell you the best way to go about catching this. And it's like, no, no, I'm just gonna go do it now. Like, I'm just gonna kick his ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, well, we can't do it that way, right? Because like, when you have the element of surprise or this and that, it's just like, got him killed. Like, he just, you know, he's gonna do what he wants to do. Um, that kind of leads us to where this all began. Him in his transition to becoming the Red Hood is he goes to uh, Doctor Crane, Scarecrow, and um, pretty much. Kind of gives them every information about Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it kind of you know it's, that was kind of interesting. Oh, I think I don't know where this came just because I wanted to mention because I thought it was really cool. The the part where he's talking about Doctor Leslie Tompkins to um Bruce Wayne, they're in I think they're in the the Batcave and he's asking her like, oh yeah, I had sex with her. And we got those two little Easter eggs. Uh, first, we got the um the mannequin from uh, the Ventriloquist Scarface. Did oh. you see it sitting in the the little mannequin that was sitting there? That was kind of cool. And then also he goes, you know, he's talking about the date that he assumes Jason Todd's going on a date or whatever. And he goes, if she likes cats, get the hell out of there. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Catwoman there. And they they actually, um, they did show a lot of uh, what what Jason Todd said anyways, that they're trophies of Batman's, like a lot of. uh, Yeah, yeah, the trophies, yeah. Yeah, so I was like. And so they had the little Scarface there. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So, so, and, and on the other episode, you did see uh, Joker's mallet, I think. You saw, uh, and when they showed the back of the cave, when they showed the um, the last episode, they showed uh, the dinosaur, the giant penny. It was kind of cool. So, yeah, that's where, yeah, like I said, and Jason Todd goes to uh, to Dr. Crane and tells him all this stuff. And then, and then, in uh, like a quid pro quo, he actually says, All right, I'll give you this if you give me like a. An anti, the anti fear. Yeah, the anti fear, yeah. which Jason Todd does himself. He he follows the directions of Crane and and makes the serum himself. Which is, uh, I, I guess, is it surprising to you, Donald? Because even Dick Grayson said in the beginning he's not Jason Todd's not a reader. Like he he barely yeah, knows. Not the, yeah, he he barely knows. I kind of feel bad for Jason Todd. Like honestly, the way they always write him in books and comes is like. He's not the best this. He's not the best that. It's just kind of like he just has this attitude that's like it's like well, you know. Um. So in that yeah, in the meanwhile, then we go back to to the very beginning of uh, the season, the 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 first episode where we see again Jason Todd get his ass beat by the Joker, and like you mentioned uh, uh, earlier, that the 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 visual of seeing Jason Todd, he is. 
he is. Oh Jacked yes, yeah. When they, so they show him in the body bag, man. He got he. It's it's pretty. Uh, I don't want to say cool, but it's like yeah. You get you see the effects of a crow, what a crowbar would do to what it would do to someone. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, the the person. Um. And it was very brief of the guy that he eventually died in. I think the second episode, but the guy that brought the body bag to Arkham to Dr. Crane. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's where they revived him. They, and let, yeah, let's talk about that. Cause it's like, we all know, yeah, the, the Lazarus pit can bring someone back to life. And that's what Ra's al Ghul does on the monthly or the daily, whatever <laughs> his weekly regimen to stay alive for as long as he has, you know, and gain all his knowledge from just being alive forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, no mention. The well mention of Razagul, like he, I guess, left some behind Gotham. But like, it's kind of weird. I like to know more about that. That is, yeah, because I, Cause I was. Does, it's not really in Razagul's character. Just willy nilly live, leave around, you know, little, I guess, buckets of the Lazarus pit. Like it's kind of, you know, that's yeah. kind of his thing. And and the the visuals of the Lazarus pit is really just like, to me, it looked like a little pond. It wasn't very. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a little spring of water i guess you can bathe yourself in and get you know immortal how how interesting though is just like you mentioned like razogul just oh he left uh he left some stuff behind yeah here. like i'll just leave this in gotham i guess like why and by there's got to be a reason i'm hoping there's a reason and, and whatever reason is like, okay that's cool you know <laughs> hopefully it's a good reason uh, yeah just in the basement of arkham right yeah it, it's is, like kind of like all right it was, i guess maybe if he ever got caught and maybe that maybe that's why or huh. but at the same time brazil is not a character that would ever be in arkham he wouldn't get caught by batman mm. like it's just it, that's not the relationship they have like yeah. it's just kind of so weird. the the resurrection of of jason todd comes with uh, a little uh which i thought was very entertaining um uh, a little uh dance dance musical of excitement from uh, dr crane and yeah let, and let's see if uh if this plays correctly bruce no no there's no Batman here. The Joker. Where am I? Just breathe. Just breathe. Stay calm. You're safe, okay? You're in the only place in Arkham that a fella can get a modicum of privacy. <laughs> what happened to me? How well, long and short, you were dead. I brought you back. This was awesome. I, oh, I really like this scene. I thought it was perfectly shot. Yeah. He was moving like a scarecrow. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, you really should be thanking Ra's al Ghul. He left a tiny puddle of mysticism that even your friend Bruce Wayne didn't know about. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason, you were dead. Now it's time to get over that because we... <laughs> get over it, Jason. You're alive now. <laughs> yeah, we need you to be the right hood and start scaring the shit out of everybody. So um, that that uh, that pretty much builds the, the, I guess, relationship, if you want to call it yeah, that, between, between the two. The, yeah, we get the plan, or at least uh, Scarecrow Crane's plan of just, you know, we're gonna strike fear in everybody. We're gonna run this town, and then we're gonna stop it to show, you know, become the good guys. I guess, right? That's kind of more or less the plan. Yeah, it's it. it the way I got it was they're they're creating, they're creating the the the. They're gonna create the problem and solve it at the same yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Lost my. Lost my words there. So um, I guess that's the best way to put it. I guess. Yeah. Not a bad storyline. No, not at all. Um. Yeah, and this is uh this is where we we pretty much leave it. I mean, at the end, they that that scene earlier, uh, where uh he meets his uh, old friend Jason Todd. That is, as now he meets her again as the Red Hood, and he finds yeah. um the little boy that they were concerned about, someone that had got kidnapped early in the right. in the episode, and the the friend um. She, she's, I guess, really the only one, at least at this point, that knew that Jason Todd was the Red Hood, and she's, you know, very much concerned. Right. She's uh, freaking out, and Jason Todd pretty much says um, things are going to change, and uh, and that was the end of the episode. 
That was it, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So now we know that someone knows, besides Dick Grayson and the Titans, uh, who the Red Hood is. Right, 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 right. I guess, you know. So I feel, and this is just me guessing, I feel that this uh, friend, and forgive me, I forgot her name, but I feel that this friend might be some sort of an ally down the road when it comes to maybe kind of talking down Jason Todd from this life. Right, yeah. You know what maybe, I mean? Because obviously, ultimately, you know, you do have the long storyline more of uh, the Red Hood, kind of a villain in a way st- starting shit for Batman doing his thing but he does ultimately Red Hood is a good guy he you know becomes he's on the Bat family as of now and right. he just does things his own way he does the thing like the storylines he's used in is he goes where Batman really can't go because he is kind of not a villain an anti-hero he's the Punisher type character he goes where Batman can't go the things that Batman can't do that's what the Red Hood does right uh, right if that makes sense yeah good stuff Good stuff. So apparently he'll be he'll be a good guy eventually. So, do you think they'll actually do something different in this time around? Do you think- uh, maybe. I mean, maybe they'll keep him a villain. Um, but I think eventually, like you said, someone will talk him down. He'll become a good guy. He'll just do it on his own terms. Maybe just like the you know mm-hmm. the comics. What do you yeah. think? He's part of the Bat Family, but he's not the inner Bat Family. What do you think would be the actual um, possibility? At least in in this this uh this show what do you think the possibility what is it that will click for for jason todd to to finally realize that okay i'm not supposed to be i have a new identity and this is who i'm supposed to be but i'm not supposed to be doing the bad stuff yeah is there is, uh, is there is there, is there in, like is there any it, would it be this friend of his like what it, it could be yeah it has to be some type of like realization that like He's doing something bad. Like he's teamed up with a with a bad guy. You know what I mean? Right. And there has to be some. Maybe Crane goes too far on someone. He like sees and has to stop him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Could possibly you just float some know. ideas out there. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be, could be right. You know, it could be like Crane maybe attacks Dick Grayson or attacks uh, one of the Titans, and they're in a predicament. And he just has to save them. You know. There you go. How? Oh, awesome. remember too, and I. This totally oh, went over my head a little bit, but I just remembered in the very beginning he was having those nightmares, and we, right, and right, we, and we see uh, Donna Troy. Yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting because Donna Troy's dead. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe he's coming through him through a, a dream. But guess, maybe. But the other thing too is like he wasn't um, he wasn't really involved with her death that I recalled. Was she, was he? No, right? I don't think so. Um. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't. Oh man. So I wish just, that season was a lot better because then I remember more of it, <laughs> or at least recent because I didn't, I didn't rewatch it. Yeah, I vaguely, so I, I vaguely remember that part. Yeah, and, so long. But um, yeah, that's interesting. Why, why was he dreaming of Donna Troy? Yeah, so, it is interesting. It's a good point. I wonder. Hmm. You know what's funny? Maybe is that uh, if if in fact she does come back, let's just say she does come back, and he's already. Well, no, he wasn't dead yet, so I guess it's hard to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a, it's a tough one. I was gonna say maybe because he was re- resurrected, she, but that this was way before. So, I don't know. I have a cool shirt that only like certain people. When you when I wear it, they're like, "Hey, all right, that's funny." I have a shirt. It's, it's it just says, "I killed Jason Todd," and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah, I got a Comic Con. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> the kids love it. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It just says, "I killed Jason Todd," and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> Right on. So, uh, success episode, yeah, we good. Success, success? yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, go over it. You know, we got a really cool episode of Titans. We got a little more information about how uh, the plans in motion and what dominoes are falling. We got a, I think, an awesome book, a uh, comic book. You guys should read graphic novel if you want to sound cool and edgy. Right. Uh, four kids walking to a bank, and then we got uh, the Spider Man trailer that dropped. That was really cool. So all around, good stuff. Good stuff. I. Uh... I guess fun little game. I failed to failed to mention about what if because I know you said you didn't watch it, but I plan to watch it just tonight. Like, yeah, yeah, um, it's fine. I I can't I can't stress how much I really enjoyed episode two. This one was, it, it, and I'm not spoiling anything, but it is like uh, what if we didn't have any of the the Avengers kind of thing. Um, so um, no spoilers, but um, if I were that to rank good. these these first three episodes, I'm I am definitely saying that number two is my number one, which was the uh, T'Challa being Star Lord, um, Black yeah. Panther hour, and then 
this one would be my number two, episode three of uh, of what would happen if we didn't have the Earth's Mightiest okay. Heroes is what it described. But it's a it's kind of an interesting uh, uh, story itself. But uh, yeah. yeah, check it out. Um, if you out there, if you're out there, check it out. We can't stress that enough that we watch what we think uh, you would enjoy as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's all she wrote. It is all she wrote. Hope you guys had a good time. Hope or we helped your Monday out. Yeah. Like uh, make it a little better. Or maybe your drive somewhere made it a little more enjoyable. Maybe working somewhere made it a little more enjoyable. That's my mission. That is the mission statement we have. We just never say it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Party on. <are>. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, right? Yeah. Later oh, on, shit. geeks. Later on, nerds. Wow, that was pretty uh, loud at the very beginning. Tell a friend. We'll smell you guys later. I'm the nerd. He's the geek. Instagram. Yeah, follow us. Tell a friend. And we're clear.